Hang on. Hang on. Halt. Welcome to This Might Be A Podcast, the song-by-song podcast about the greatest band of all time, They Might Be Giants. I'm your host, Greg Simpson, and I'm here with two members of the band CatScan, it's got an exclamation point, Mason Shelby and Paul Chaparis, and we are going to talk about the Planet of the Apes-themed songs off of severe tire damage here we go What's up, fellas? Hey, how's it going? How are things there in the uh, D.C. region? The Not usual. Bad. bad traffic and pretty much bad a lot of things. Yeah, yeah. bad attitudes. <laughs> I would not want to be in the heart of, uh, you know, political type uh, goings on over the past, like, I don't know, six, seven years. Yeah. Yeah. I think well, it's a lot, a lot to write about. So. Yeah. A lot of fodder. True, true. Did uh, both of you grow up in the area? Yeah. Yes, we did. Yes, we. So we both grew up in Vienna, Virginia, which is, uh, you know, right now we're recording in Woodbridge, Virginia, which is about forty minutes south of Vienna, Virginia, which is about thirty minutes. Yeah, it's about away from DC West. Okay, so you're not super close to DC at the moment. No, but we, like all our shows are there, yeah. and all our friends are there, sure. so we think of us. As a band, as being from D.C. Yeah. Yeah. It's easier to say than saying we're 
this many minutes outside of DC. Yeah, well, I'm I mean, trying to think. Uh, we almost never perform in Virginia. Yeah, we've probably played in Virginia like five times. Yeah. you know. Wow, man. And I know I I think I first ran into the name of your band uh, because of They Might Be Giants. I know at the very least I played you fairly recently on the uh, Santa's Beard episode. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. You guys that popped was great. up when I was yeah when I was searching for covers. Thanks for that. Yeah, we appreciate that. Yeah, of course. Have you guys covered TMBG more than more than that? I feel like you came up on episodes before. I did. Uh, yeah, a lot, a lot. I mean, yeah. I think uh, our most popular cover is probably we we did a cover of uh, um, what's the Hanukkah song? The oh yeah, um, Feast uh, of Lights. Feast of Lights. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. People like that yeah, one. I haven't done an episode on that one yet. We did a couple Christmas records, and we like to do cover Christmas covers for those and. You know, the Mappy Giants have a lot of Christmas songs or like uh, songs about winter or Santa and things yeah. to pull from. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. actually we've <laughs> we've done we've done covers live and stuff. We used to do a cover of Cowtown, like almost every show live. Yeah. Nice. Um, but we have kind of avoided doing the more like popular songs and, and just pick pick some of the more obscure ones. So Obviously, Cowtown's that's what not the one true of those, fans. But. That's what the true fans do. Well, Cowtown. I mean, I mean, it didn't like have a music video or anything. Right. It's not like the big singles off of. Uh, well, that's probably Lincoln. our biggest, like our most popular. They might be giants cover we've done. Yeah, yeah. People that go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I gotta hear that. Did it? Did it get recorded or is it just played live? There might be a live like video of it. Uh, I there can send is, you a link yeah. if you want. Yeah. has been a band so we've been writing songs since, since 2000. 2000 so since we 23 years Dang. yeah yeah holy shit yeah a long time wow. mm-hmm. that's something man i, know yeah, I like to think we started a little bit too early you know we were too young and now we're a little bit too old to still be doing this you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah is it one of those things where like you tell people about the band you're like you don't need to listen to the first record yeah well you, you can't can even get the first can't decade, get our first decade of shit yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, it's it did not make it onto Bandcamp. Yeah. We have it, we have it, but like you know, we there's no reason to release it. You know, yeah. and we have gone back and re-recorded a few songs, but most of it's not really worth covering again. Yeah, 
So. Yeah, got it, got it. Um, do you you know what we should? Let's just go ahead and uh, give you guys a plug right up top here. Let's play a um, let's play a snippet of a song right off the top here. What uh, what would you like to play for the people to kind of sum up? What cat scan is, or I know you got that, um, like your newest single. What, 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 what would you want to play? Yeah, I think maybe the our newest single is from our Songo series, which is um, we put a new song out every month. Um, it's Song of the Ooh. Month, and this song yep. is Tranquarium. I think uh, is the most recent one. Yes. Okay. Well, let's listen to uh, Tranquarium by Cat Scan right now. What's that sloshing up the track? Yeah, it's something new. Spent some cash on a full day pass, and there's one for you. You'll be swimming too. Check your zippers and put on your flippers. Get that gauge and tap. This train's gonna melt your brain. Please mind the gap. Take a travel map. It all began with an engineer and a tub Who asked herself what's the opposite of a sub A way to move our ocean cousins to land Ten years later she finally accomplished her plan Song of Month. I had a, a friend's band that did that recently, and of course, notably, TMBG has done uh, w- weekly songs, but even monthly is... Uh, it's a challenge. Ambitious. Yeah. Yeah. Have you kind of been approaching them one at a time, or did you record like a whole bunch and then uh, just kind of wait to release them? Yeah, we kind of record um, a bunch together. I mean, we the process is not too different from recording an album, except we're just finishing one a month basically yeah yeah we get together with the our the other member of our band who plays guitar and saxophone and he's also a songwriter and we uh usually will record a bass track a drum track a guitar track and then maybe like a scratch vocal or some other instrument and then when it comes to the actual month that we're going to put it out that's when we finish it up yeah makes sense Makes sense. Um, wait, let me see. Where is it? I was trying to bring up the band camp in front of me. Wait, is there more than one band called Catskin? Yes. <laughs> someone yeah. else stealing your... Yes. Stealing those bastards. We're the original. Yeah. So, yeah, we, we started in 2000 and around, what, 2005, four, we noticed that there was a DJ. There's a very DJ. popular European yeah. DJ called Catskin, and that's when we added the exclamation mark and there's there's recently popped up another band called cat scan in the west coast yeah uh, mm. california area they probably hate us you know <laughs> uh maybe he i think first he came first yeah. yeah the dj was originally dj promo and the cat scans so technically we've had the name the longest mm-hmm. yeah. we were here first our, I mean, our flags planted on the cat scan island or whatever yeah 
you've been around a while. What do you play, Mason? Um, keyboard, basically, but I, I play guitar. I mean, we all can kind of play yeah. everything, and we switch around a lot. So, And mm. we kind of stopped doing live shows for a bit. We took kind of a break from that when the COVID hit. So... You know, if I was if we were playing live, I'd be playing keyboard and singing. But we might switch that around too if we ever get back to doing right. shows. And what do you play live, Paul? Uh, live, I usually play the bass. Although, again, like when we we were actually doing about to start a bunch of shows, like in 2020, I think we had our album release show in January. Yeah, and we had planned plans to like do shows every month or something and then covid hit yeah we had a couple of t- tours in the works yeah. you know a um, new record but out i there. had learned you know I, I i'm not a guitarist but i learned at least one song on the guitar and i learned uh one song on the keyboard and so we really could sw- we had a couple songs where we just all switched instruments um yeah that's fine but primarily <laughs> i play the bass and i sing when it comes to live gotcha gotcha yeah that's uh you know, it's a pain in the ass for every band once uh, COVID started yeah. pushing tours back and stuff like that. But when the band is personally the ones that are booking the shows, booking a tour is so much work. Just trying to get everything lined up with, you know, uh, a route that makes sense oh, yeah. and finding venues that'll book. Like, well, we're coming in on a Tuesday and like, well, we don't do shows Tuesday. Right. Or whatever. Yeah, so, you and know, just trying to arrange all that. Oh, yeah, we're about seventy five percent into booking a tour up the East Coast. Yeah, you know it sucks. It really sucks. But yeah. whatever. Well, it is you what guys it is. gotta find. <laughs> you guys gotta find the local bands. We're not from there. How yeah. do we, my God. <laughs> yeah. Like, I hate that when you find a venue where they're like, uh, they want to do well, the least really, amount. You're, you're of gonna work. have to promote it yourself. Yeah. Like okay. Well, what do you do then? Yeah. Yeah. So you're not the promoter. What What do you do? But the you know well the, to to bring it back the Songo project has been really good for us because uh, you know well I, I should point out that uh, I mean the obvious elephant in the room here is like you know the, the dial a song exists you know and that's a similar very similar project but our I mean so you know and I'm sure the listeners to this show know that the Maybe Giants had the original dial a song in the 80s that was like the phone service. And then they brought it back, like in what 2015 online. Mm-hmm. So yeah. our songo actually predates like the the resurgence of the, the of, modern of dial song. song. Okay. So even though those yeah. two are similar, we actually were doing that before the Might Be Giants were. So it's, so, so TMBG's riding your coattails. Well, yeah. I'm here. we wrote their coattails, <laughs> and then they decided to pick up the coat and put it back on again. Yeah. So exactly. <laughs> Okay, well, I guess we need to know your uh, uh, fandom stories of uh, how you got into TMBG. Who wants to go first? Sure, uh, Mason should go first. Yeah, so I don't know the exact timing, obviously, but like I remember as a little kid, maybe five or six, listening to um, Fingertips, and I had I had put on like a little like play with my cousins, like on a beach trip. I remember doing that when I was a little little kid. And then, well, who first who first introduced fingertips to you? I think it, I mean my dad, and my dad had a okay. friend that was really into them. So I think, you know, my dad was sort of into them, and you know, he has always been. But um, his friend was a real big fan, so we kind of learned about them through through him. And I think you know, once I turned 
11 or 12 or 13, you know, the, the prime age for music discovery, I think, for most people, that's when I kind of rediscovered them. I was like, hey, that band that I liked when I was a little kid, they did this Tiny Toons music and they did, you know, something else. I was like, wow, those are all the same yeah. band. So I got to like, I got to listen to these guys. And it was right around the time we were starting a band, too. So it was yeah. all kind of around the same, right. same period. And that's, I want to hear a little bit more about the little, the tiny Mason doing. A, so you're like acting out the fingertips. Uh, yeah, segments. Yeah, I mean, I obviously it was years ago, so I don't remember very much. Except that I remember my cousin was like, kept the feedback she kept providing me was like, falling down is not as funny as I think it is. <laughs> so I remember like I did like a lot of falls, and it just wasn't wasn't playing apparently. Well, come on, you, got, you know, I'm having a heart attack, uh-huh. wreck my car. I mean, yeah. there's a lot of opportunities to throw yourself around. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Very nice. And then, so when you, like, as, you know, as a music, you know, true music uh, discoverer in your uh, yeah, preteen, teen years, what was the, f- so what, what would have been the first, like, new album, like a current album to come out when you were uh, really getting into it? I mean, it must have been Mink Car, mm-hmm. but... I feel like Factory Showroom was also really new when I was first listening. So it was it was in that weird period. It seemed like that was a long break, right? After Factory, before Mink Car. Wasn't that like one of the longest breaks between albums? Well, um, I mean, you're forgetting about Long Tall Weekend, but that one kind of right. gets um, forgotten sometimes. Yeah. And that one, you know, being download only at the time. Well, and I mean, severe tire damage was the year after. Uh, yeah, and actually, that's the first well. album I ever heard was severe tire damage, which is kind of a weird one to start with. Um, but I mean, being you know having Doctor Worm a track one, uh, it's not a bad uh, starting point. Yeah, that's true. That was <laughs> the first "They Might Be Giant" song I had heard, other than the Tiny Tune stuff, which I hadn't registered. But um, yeah, yeah, that was okay. a great yeah, way. So, to, so, 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 Paul. Then, uh, who, like, how did you first hear severe tire damage? Well, Mason and I started our band, and we were kind of trying to figure out our sound, quote unquote, because mm-hmm. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. we were like thirteen or whatever. But um, he showed me that album, and then I was like, "Oh, wait, I, I've been listening to." like garbage i was listening <laughs> to corn and like just whatever was on the radio and then i like finally heard music that like i that spoke to me and so basically i borrowed that album listened to it like 20 times over like a weekend gave it back to him and then just borrowed each album that he had by them for like the next i don't know couple months and and then at, you know by the end of that you know i was a a, a diehard fan yeah there you go. There you go. And um, what's the what's the name of the, the the third member of your trio? Kevin. Kevin. Kevin Kingsley. And is he a Team BG fan too, or do you guys just kind of like drag him into doing all the covers? We drag him into it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's more of a Beatles guy. I mean, we both have. Uh, I, I grew up in a Beatles household, and right. we're both Beatles sure. fans too. So I, there's a lot. I have of a Beatles crossover. name. So. Yeah. So then we're talking about something that was on the very first album that you heard, Paul. Mm-hmm. Um, the Planet of the Apes song cycle, which was considered hidden tracks, but it was just like the last seven tracks on Severe Tire Damage. And it's Severe Tire Damage is a weird album as a whole because it has, uh, you know, a, a couple of studio tracks. Like, right. I mean, Dr. Worm, I mean, such a popular song. That, I mean, they were kind of risking that song just getting forgotten if like, you know, people are like, oh, it's just a live album or whatever. Right. 
they've tacked on this song and it just kind of like falls by the wayside but of course that didn't happen it still feels like it's like <laughs> uh, that to me like it still feels weird that they didn't just slap it on to no or something you know right. Yeah, that could have. I mean, yeah, it's it's kid friendly. I've taught it to first graders before. Yeah, <laughs> I feel that way about like sense around as well, where that that song feels like it belongs on an actual like it. it I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Which album? It was it, recorded during. It was first recorded during the factory showroom sessions. I don't know why they didn't put it on yeah. there. Um, yeah, when I did that episode, me and my host were, were figuring like maybe. They thought it was like too close style-wise to like till my head falls off maybe, or something like that. Maybe. But I, I mean, that's silly. Since around, I mean, there's so many big B sides that you're like, why, why? I, you know, I mean, I guess back in the day, you're like, oh well, we gotta save something for EPs or whatever. Right. But well, like, when I think about the yeah. the first and the biggest the Meppy Giants albums for me, I think one of the fir- one of the big ones for me personally is um, Miscellaneous T. And I feel mm-hmm. like even though that's a B-side collection, there's so many songs that feel like fundamental, can't miss them, they might be Giants songs, you know, it, like that really have, like they really encompass the soul of what that band is to me. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm surprised that they, it's, it's, hard to, it's hard to even wrap my head around the fact that people that are just listening to the main dis- discography might just overlook that one, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh yeah, luckily that's on streaming and all that too. But yeah, like Nightgown of the Sullen Moon is like a top ten Team BG mm. song for me. Like I love that song. I mean, you got uh, hey, uh, Mr. DJ, DJ replacements. It's not my birthday. Yeah. I mean, I love For Science. I'm a big fan of oh, For yeah. Science. Kind of the definitive. I mean, I think to me, it's the definitive version of Kiss Me, Son of God is on that. Mm. You know. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Severe Tire Damage, a weird one, you know, had um, songs that were recorded as early as 94. Right. Um, they have, uh, there's like all different kinds of lineups throughout it. It's not like a live album where they like they did a tour and they recorded a couple and then put it together. They're from all over the place. Then you've got those couple of studio tracks and then... Uh, the last seven tracks, the ones we're here to talk about, the Planet of the Apes series. It, it's, it, <laughs> it's an odd end to the album, for sure. And I think being... Yeah, I, I'd like to know just your overall impressions, Paul, as one that, like, th- that heard this album first. D- do you have any recollection of like it getting to these tracks and being like, you know, what your impression was? I, I don't think it was shocking to me because... I was hearing them for the first time, hearing this band, and I didn't have any concept of like what should what should and shouldn't happen on an album, at least for them. And everything mm-hmm. was so different musically than what I had been listening to up to that point. I was just like, oh yeah, a bunch of songs about Planet of the Apes. So, <laughs> and yeah, I, of course, and I also like. I was already a big fan of the Planet of the Apes at that point. I don't really know why, except that. I think my mom was like loved those movies and then we had all the tapes. So it was just like it felt like even more synchronicity when I was listening to the that album and I was just like, "Oh, okay, it's just more stuff that I love." Okay. <laughs> yeah, well, let's talk about that then cuz I will be honest in that I don't think I've seen a, a Planet of the Apes movie all the way through. 
I, I really? don't think so. Oh, yeah. Wow. Okay. I think I think I've just caught bits and pieces. Uh, well, you should, over the years. There's a it's big surprise off at of the a end book, of right? One of them. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's based off of a book originally. Yeah. Yeah, I've read the I book. So, yeah. French, French, also so different French. from the movies. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. So you were were you both kids when you you were originally seeing these movies, like the classic ones? I was, yeah. Yeah, yes, yes. I mean, yes. So, yeah, I don't know. How do you... <laughs> well, I mean, I mean... Should we assume we, that the listeners know the basic gist of Planet of the Apes, or... Uh, are I we mean, going kinda, to you know, spoiler territory? No, we can we can just summarize what the... Just, like, the overarching thing is that there's a guy that lands... Uh, there's a crew that lands on a mysterious alien world, and uh, it's inhabited entirely by apes instead by of men. Humanoid apes, yeah. And uh, the apes can talk, and then people are more like there are people on this planet, but they're mute and they're kind of primitive. Yeah, mm. they wear. So the apes rags. are the more evolved species. Yeah. So the the first one especially has a real like Twilight Zone vibe. Yeah. And it's got Charlton Heston in the lead, and he's overacting like crazy. And the music is just like this insane, like, doodly 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 yeah, like yeah. really, really like Very uh, out there. Sixties, like, um, like freak out, like um, Fantastic Planet yeah, kind of stuff. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So look, yeah, sixty-eight was the first movie. Yeah. yeah. Then, and have have you guys seen all of them? I think I've I have seen, seen every them, yeah. eight movie. Yeah. I think we watched. <laughs> Around that time, we watched all the Planet of the Apes, or at least I think we watched them together. Yes. Yeah, because we also, like, I was obsessed with, with these movies. I had this concept, and there was a whole Simpsons, you know, that there were references to it in The Simpsons, which I was also obsessed with. Um, yeah, I, I, the subject line on the email I sent to you guys was, stop the Planet of the Apes, I want to get off. Yeah, we loved, exactly. we loved that. And we loved The Simpsons. We, that was a big, you know cultural touch touch point for us too yeah. you know we love the simpsons growing up i hate every ape i see from chimpanzee to chimpanzee no you'll never make a monkey out of me oh my god i was wrong it was earth all along you finally made a monkey. Yes, we finally made a monkey. Yes, you finally made a monkey out of me. That's and probably the most Planet of the Apes I've seen is in that episode. Right. <laughs> yeah. A musical about Planet it's of the Apes. It's not that it's far off. Amazing. And, and Troy McClure in like the Charlton Heston role is Right. Perfect. Yeah, and you know, also, uh, you know, we heard the Simpsons, uh, you know, parody, and um, you know, we had just started this band, and Paul came up with this idea for like a concept for a song that was the Chris. It's Christmas on the Planet of the Apes. Yeah, <laughs> so, that's actually one of the first Cat Scan songs. Was yeah, Christmas on the Planet of the Apes. So I had heard about oh, the wow. the Star Wars holiday special actually, I from <laughs> like uh, I think Infamous. from my dad or something. I. You know, you, back then you couldn't get a hold of it, but it was something you heard about. You know, it was like this myth almost. And so I, I was like, "What?" So they have like a a Star Wars Christmas musical thing, basically. 
And it was so yeah. fascinating to me. I was like, well, what's another property from the 70s that would just be so bizarre as a holiday special? And that, <laughs> so I came up with the Christmas on the Planet of the Apes. And that it just became this weird running, like, well, it became a song first, but it's kind of was a theme through like the first decade of Cat Scan. Yeah, we used to do shows and we would bring out like a guy in a, like an ape suit that would play. <laughs> so we, we all played an euphonium in the marching band growing up. So one of our uh, euphonium nice. buddies would come out in the ape suit and play like a solo. And we just did that every year for probably like yeah. 10 years. He would dress as Santa. He would pass out gifts to everyone. And we usually was packages song. of like ramen or cup of noodles wrapped up, yeah. and handing those out. <laughs> but anyway, so we had we had that going on before we heard the ape suite, you know, yeah. by they might be giants. So hearing that, <laughs> hearing that by them was like, oh wow, you know, we're wow. we're onto something with this yeah. stuff. You know, now Christmas of the Planet of the Apes. Is there a recording of this that we could put in here in the episode? Uh, yes. Yeah, I think we, we could, send could provide you a, clip. a clip. Yeah, we also did like a book on tape kind of thing for yeah. it. So there's like a whole plot where they go into the underground part, and that's in the second movie where the mutants live. And then I don't remember what the whole plot was, I don't know. but we can provide a little clip or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I gotta hear this. He can't give me all that information and not let me hear the song. Sure, <laughs> some early. Cat scan. So yeah, scan. you guys send it over. I'll drop it in right here. Just give a shit and sing a song of Christmas 
So it references Beneath the Planet of the Apes from 1970. Yeah. Yes. Well, it kind of references the first two movies, I think. Yeah, yeah. And those are really yeah, the best two, in my opinion. I, yeah. The second, Beneath's my favorite movie, for sure. Movie ever? Uh, favorite favorite movie for, ever? Of the Ape series. Of the oh, Ape series. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. And from what I can tell, there were uh, exactly 2,000 Planet of the Apes movies. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I think, what, is there five in the original are run? Are we counting the, like, the new... Group no, of I'm them, not, the James Franco, including those, including those. I don't know how many it would be. Probably like nine five. or ten. Uh, okay, let's see. Beneath, we got Escape, Conquest, Battle. So it looks like four in the original, and then there was the television series, which we watched a clip of. We watched an episode of earlier today. Yeah. <laughs> nice. And then in 2001, there was Tim Burton's Planet of the Apes, right. and then 2011 to like 2017 then we had rise of the planet of the apes dawn of the planet of the apes and war for the planet of the apes and apparently there's one in 2024 coming out called kingdom of the planet of the apes yep (laughs) chris was there adapting your story Uh to the big screen someday (laughs) (laughs) man Uh, all right so let's get into the songs then and um if if anything from the movies comes up and the real, these songs really only kind of like tangentially related to yeah, the, al- yeah. almost not at all movies. We, can, we can talk yeah. about it when we get to it if, if anything comes up yeah yeah so then the first one uh going in the order of the quote-unquote hidden tracks on severe tire damage uh the first one is planet of the apes and i will put in a uh, little clip of this here This one uh, features very strongly uh, vibraphone played by Diane Harold, who has uh, played on quite a few uh, TMBG songs. And I think a notable one would be uh, Spiraling Shape. Um, there's like a pretty big solo. I'm going to drop a little bit of that in here. So yeah, Diana Harold plays Unfinished with Lies, Meet James Ensor, uh, and The Bells Are Ringing as well. Nice. And then, but this one, as far as I know, is the only recording of her playing live with the band. Uh, so thoughts on the the opening track of this uh, suite, The Planet of the Apes? Um... Well, I, I, my, the main thing I recognized and thought I could say is that the uh, the intro, the intro to the song, the vibraphone at the very beginning, does sound like something from the movies to me. Yeah. Okay. 
it does have that kind of it's the late 60s vibe yeah it's probably the only of the whole suite it's the only part that sounds actually like the mu- music from the movies to, to my ear okay mm-hmm uh and w- w- we should point out for sure that uh, these were mostly improvised right uh these songs and this one i mean <laughs> this first one you could tell flans is just like searching for where the melody is supposed to go right like the vocals are fairly tuneless <laughs> yeah he's saying i'm waiting for my thumbs right yeah that's that's the primary lyrics of of this one <laughs> is that i mean i'm assuming that's a reference to like opposable thumbs yeah yeah i mean but apes have opposable thumbs right in the world of simians i'm waiting for my thumbs maybe he as he's singing it hold on so the but the primitive humans in the movie do they have thumbs they do they i would ho- i would think thumbs. so yeah okay yeah. okay a lot of um, animals have thumbs. Uh, koalas have like two thumbs, I think. I don't know. It, yeah, I, yeah, I don't know how much it makes sense. I mean, and as far as evolution goes, I, I don't know when did when did you know monkey type uh, simians as he as he calls them. You know, when did the thumbs come along? I don't know. Um, yeah, it's definitely weird lyrics and a weird melody isn't that like an but in terms of evolution isn't that like an inflection point like after once we develop thumbs that's when like yeah, we could right. make tools and we climb down from the trees and stuff mm-hmm. so, but i yeah. think Maybe, we that happened during apes yeah but i think for the song it's 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 interesting right yeah, yeah so you're going way back in time here. yeah it makes me think of an uh, uh onion headline uh Dolphins evolve opposable thumbs. Oh shit, says humanity. <laughs> That's very Hitchhiker's guy. Yeah. Uh, there is a kick-ass bass solo in this from Hal Cregan. You, oh, you yeah. hear Flans even shouts out, Hal Cregan! And uh, pretty sick, uh, high up on the neck kind of uh, yes, yeah. bass riffs. Yeah. I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think, um, and I didn't mention this in the email i talked about scoring it i think we should score each individual one. Oh, okay yeah that makes sense okay yeah so um anything else to say about this opening planet of the apes before we move on do you want our score at the end of all of it or i think we'll score this one right now if we're done talking about this one before we move on to return see it's tricky because paul and i were talking because you know it compared to spiraling shape you know it's it's like probably a pretty low zero. number, but like <laughs> but, if you right. compare it to other like improv stuff, you know, other freak out things that they've done, it's it. I'd say it's much higher, but yeah. for all songs, probably like a like a two, two or, or one, you know, because <laughs> it's just not very good. By any, in any it's measure. Not, I mean, it's great because it's about Planet of the Apes, yeah, and it's a beautiful vibraphone and a, be- and a, uh-huh. a beautiful bass solo. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. it's just the vibraphone definitely knocks it up a notch. The bass yeah. solo knocks it up uh, a notch. I'm gonna give it a three. Yeah, I gotta okay. go for like a two. Two, okay. Yeah, and and even within this, uh, you know, song cycle, this is probably one of my least favorites because of Flansburg's vocal. He just like never <laughs> settles into a good spot, and it's just kind of annoying. Well, it's, I mean, it's um, a tough, yeah. you know, moment to be like. To make shit yeah. up like that on the spot. I mean, they, they've always oh, had sure. stuff like that in their live shows, it seems like. Um, and it, to me, it seems like they created this suite to kind of show off the new band that they were playing with. 
you know, just to see mm-hmm. what they could come up what how just to show off how good they are. You know, they they did like the the stump the band and I think this was just taking that kind of concept further. Right. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we should we should mention that the that Dan Hickey was the drummer at the time. Oh, okay. I didn't realize that. And Yeah, that and Hal Cragen was I think kind of it was that because it was a kind of factory showroom era and he played on a bunch of those tracks. So this is uh pre Weinkoff and uh way way pre Marty. Right. I don't I don't think Miller's on any of these either cuz Weinkoff and Miller came in around at the same time. Right. Yeah. Mhm. Okay. So I'm going to give this yeah, I think even within the song cycle, this is one of my least favorites. Uh, I think I think I'm gonna go three because uh, it does have some cool elements. I think, but yeah, it's something that would you know if you saw it live, it would be amazing. You know, super cool to see them. You know, attempt something like that and just something that's hilarious to see. But like on record, how much are you gonna return to it? Probably not that much. Right. Uh, and speaking of returning, the next one is Return to the Planet of the Apes. So that's based on, I guess, that that cartoon, right? Yes. Yeah, it was a cartoon series. I I think that John, I mean, the wiki claims that John and John thought it was one of the films. So Uh, they, even they probably hadn't seen all these films. They didn't even know. It it was harder. (laughs) What exactly the names were, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) Have you guys seen this cartoon? We just watched As it. As of today. We just yeah. watched it. Yeah. Oh, that was what you said you would watch today. Yeah. <laughs> How yeah. is it? It was it's funny. Slow. Uh, but yeah, w- there was probably like a 10-minute sequence of them like running or walking through the desert. Not even running. Just walking Just kind of crawling through, the, through desert. the desert after they had crash landed. Yeah. And it was mostly, it was just very, it was very still, slow. It was actually still uh, photos being scrolled across. And then every <laughs> once in a while, there was one element that was moving. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> It wasn't great. It wasn't but great. It's basically a rehash of the first movie, except it's new people coming. I guess it takes place after okay. the second movie because there's a reference to Brent, who is the second uh, Charlton Heston-like human to show up on okay. the planet. 
which is okay. it's interesting because spoiler. well, probably pretty big spoiler, but Heston didn't want to make any more apes films, so he insisted that <laughs> at the end of the second movie, there's like a a giant atomic bomb that blows up the whole Earth and kills everybody <laughs> on it. So I don't know how there's a it continues, but it, it does. So oh yeah, and the planet was Earth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you <laughs> you blew it up yeah damn you <laughs> so th- the cartoon does actually it stars cornelius zira uh and nova right <laughs> w- which are three of the characters from the first movie um okay and the the drawings of them are very are kind of adorable so <laughs> that's one like one reason to watch it yeah uh let's see. i want to look at a picture of uh, a screenshot of some of these uh, it's very like um what what's that show uh johnny something johnny, johnny quest, quest. Yeah. yeah it's like that mm-hmm. that style yeah okay yeah i'm looking at it yeah very old hanna barbera kind of uh yeah. style yeah cool but like i did know I, I, the first like 10 seconds there's like people that are crucified upside down so it does have some still dark what? dark stuff in it yeah holy shit yeah i was but like this was oh a kids my god cartoon, yeah, right? yeah. And, and they are talk they talk about eradicating all the human beings like it's a, it's pretty hmm. dark yeah <laughs> and then and then pitch it to a uh you know frosted flakes commercial exactly yeah <laughs> Uh, yeah, so this one, uh, we, they get a little heady in this one by referencing some uh, Charles Mingus. And, and this oh, yeah. is something where, you know, They Might Be Giants stuff is full of references. But as far as musical stuff, you'll typically get more references to pop and rock stuff. I can't remember times where they've referenced uh, jazz a whole lot. Have Can you guys think of anything? Where they've referenced jazz? I can't, I can't yeah. think of too I mean, much. I mean, there's definitely jazzy. There's jazzy parts mink car is you know has elements of jazz yeah i mean you- sure i mean yeah they've done plenty of swing stuff but like where they've where well you know and one of those they might be giants elements where like maybe you heard as a kid and when you grow up you're like oh my god that's a nod to right. this yeah. or whatever like not just jazzy but like actually mm, yeah. little winking right. knowing you know to some you know more notable song um, I assumed it was kind of like well they got the trumpet player kind of taking a lead part is that Jim O'Connor Jim on the trumpet? O'Connor so maybe these are references that that the musicians at the backing band knew and uh, I mean I'm sure Flansburg knows everything but like I'm sure that the guys in the band were were like oh he's he's playing that song so right. we play that you know yeah yeah so the trumpet parts. Uh, you get, I mean, you got to listen a little bit closer to hear this one. You know, there's like a little trumpet solo, and he gives a nod to uh, the Charles Mingus song, mm-hmm. Goodbye Pork Pie Hat. So I'll play, I'll, I'll try to find some good two spots to kind of uh, the A, B them a little bit here. So let's let's check that out. And then at the end of uh, Return to the Planet of the Apes, they much more uh, obviously nod to Boogie Stop Shuffle um, yeah. by Charles yeah. Mingus. 
Yeah, so I'll drop in a little bit of that here. Uh, what do we think about it as a song, though? I like it more than the previous one. It sounds more competent, and I like the I like the lyrics a little bit more. Cornelius, mm-hmm. I miss you, babe. That's this one, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I miss, miss your, your toffee, toffee cape. cape. Yeah, that's <laughs> iconic. That's classic. I used Plansport. to think it was coffee tape. Yeah, which it like almost could be, but I don't. I, cape makes more sense. But when does Tough. does Cornelius Tough. ever wear a a cape? No, it's like a jacket. Yeah. But it's definitely toffee because he he then he, the rest is like some people call it tan, but I don't right. call it tan because I'm too sophisticated for that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's great. I I think it's a great one. I, yeah, toffee is a color of clothes. Tan is a color of a costume of an actor in a movie. <laughs> yeah, called Return to Planet of the Apes. It's very uh, meta. This one. Yeah, I love that ape. He's my favorite ape. <laughs> the time when they put me in jail, I did not appreciate the jail time that I did on Planet of the Apes. Yeah, excellent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I did that time because I love Cornelius and his toffee cape. Uh, <laughs> that seems so. That so, seems like a reference yeah. to the first movie. Yeah, definitely. He, so he's probably seen at least one of them. He's definitely seen so, one. <laughs> So the jail time is that more on the original Planet of the Apes than Return to Planet of the Apes? Yeah, I mean the apes the apes immediately capture Charlton Heston and throw him in like a cage. Yeah. Um. So that's kind of mm. jail time. I and mean, they blast him with like a, a, a fire hose. You know, that's a really no. good scene. <laughs> Shut it off, you maniacs! It's a madhouse. Oh, a madhouse! Yeah. A, a madhouse. Mad <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! Yeah. Nice. So, Return to the Planet of the Apes. Um, yeah, this one. Uh, yeah, again, they're um, relying pretty heavily. Yeah, on the backing man, like you guys were saying. Um, you know, Linnell's playing keyboards, but there's. I don't think there's any guitar in this one. I don't believe Flans is just focusing on his uh, improvised vocal. Um, and then not only Jim O'Connor, but we've also got. Uh, Dan, the Machine Levine, a guy who wow. still plays with them to this day, play, cool. play, mm-hmm. playing with them on the current tour. Yeah. That's awesome. Very nice. Let's uh, score Return to the Planet of the Apes then. What are we thinking? Um, I think it's still a three for me. I'll go up to a four for this one because I just think it's everything about it is better. Yeah, maybe mm-hmm. I shouldn't have scored the last one so high. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not going to go back on my on what I said. Um, so I'm going to just say three for both yeah. of them. Okay. There's no vibrant. Uh, this one, r- right? This one does get a bum for me as a horn guy. Uh, I like the horns in it. The uh, the jazz nods are uh, you know kind of unique to this song uh, in the They Might Be Giants canon. Uh, I'm going to go four on Return to the Planet of the Apes. So that takes us to a conquest, conquest. Of, the of the Apes. Conquest of the Planet of the Apes. So here, um, the first one in the cycle to feature a uh, Linnell 
lead vocal. So I'll drop a little bit of that in right here. Thoughts on this one? Oh, I I love this one. I mean, yeah. especially when I was a kid, I thought it was great because I kind of hated what was going on, like on pop rock radio at the time, which was like Creed and those kind of bands. And I I feel like the MFP Giants also kind of hate that music. I mean, isn't there? There's mm-hmm. a, there's that one di- there's that one spin the dial where Flansburg kind of rips on them. You know, yeah. remember mm-hmm. that? I live in a cave yeah. with my monkey friends. What oh, the yeah, fuck yeah. is wrong with me? Hey, that yeah, could, what, uh, yeah. Which one of the fake bands was that? That's it's, mm. it was a spin the dial. Yeah, spin the dial. Yeah, but but didn't they give all those? Wasn't that the one where they gave all those kind of fake band names to themselves on those? Oh, I'm not sure if they did. It wasn't part of the yeah. bootleg anyway that that recording came. Oh, from. that was the one that was like Battle of the Bands. Yes, is what I'm thinking. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This one, it. it I mean. Vocally, it's got the most kind of like solidified melody, yeah, like right. one that will kind of stick in your head. It's a song like if I asked you to like in. sing acapella, uh, you know, the first one of them, the Planet of the Apes one, just like, can you sing the melody of that first one? Oh, easy. Uh, bing bong, ding dong, boom, ding ding, boom, doo doo. But this one, yeah, Linnell locks into it pretty pretty quickly yeah it's kind of the same like you mentioned the battle of the bands it's kind of the same character he pulls out for for the blind i'm blind remember that one okay that's yeah that's what i'm thinking of yeah yeah and and the lyrics again nothing really to do with the movies he's just coming up with words that also have quest yeah in them conquest it's a type of quest i'm that still cracks me yeah Request, inquest, yeah, that's uh, uh, that's that, well, that's pretty much all we get there for requests. <laughs> but yeah, the, the melody is so much more uh, uh, solid, and we get you know some pretty you know crunchy guitar work by Flansburg that I like. Yeah. Any other thoughts on conquest? Not really. No, I don't no, know. That don't... movie is probably the 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 second worst of the movies, to, in my opinion. Yeah, the movie this was interesting. The, the movie, okay. the movie is like, um, it's about uh, it's a prequel, basically. It's right? another prequel. Yeah, so it's like one of the it's it's humans. It's still the humans are the rulers of the earth, and um, this is one of the apes is kind of leaving, leading like a revolt, almost like a. I don't think I can't remember if the apes are actually slaves or just prisoners, but he kind of leads like a jailbreak and yeah. uh, like a rebellion. Um, 
But so. it's basically the plot of one of the newer movies. Yeah. Um, they kind of remade it. Mm. I just, the only thing I remember is there's like a lot of brutalist architecture. Mm-hmm. It's all filmed in like one location, which looks like it could be like the FBI building or something in DC. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. It's not that, Sorry. but <laughs> something like that. Probably nothing to do with right. the song, but but maybe, maybe. <laughs> Conquest! Yeah, I, I, this one really comes out of the gate strong. You know, this one maybe should have been the first in the series, but uh, yeah. that's just me. I mean, I'm after two kind of like four. jazzy, kind of meandering ones, you know, we get really, you know, a strong statement. And as far as improvised stuff goes, this one is pretty, it, it, it comes together definitely pretty yeah. well. I'd say so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No real, uh, no references to anything uh, in here. No guest musicians or anything like that. So I think with that, then let's score Conquest of the Planet of the Apes. That's a four for me. A three. Three? Still at a three? Mm. This one? Oh, let's see. I put... This one, I'm going to go 4.5 on this one. Wow. Nice. 4.5. Yeah, I like this one. And with that, we're moving to Escape from the Planet of the Apes. So let me play a little bit of that here. So Hal, uh, Hal, you guys start the disco thing and we'll figure it out from there. Yeah, so this one, um, I guess you could say it's not fully improvised. And some of these have been played more than once. But this recording on Severe Tire Damage is actually the second time they performed it. um, Because they had done it just like a couple weeks beforehand. um, And then this one is from the Mercury Lounge in New York. So they tested it out in Cleveland and then recorded it in New York in 97. So, thoughts on Escape from the Planet of the Apes. This one we go disco. Yeah. yeah. What, do we th- what do we think about this one? I mean, the bass, the bass slaps. Yeah. You know? Like, literally. It, it's a good bass part. Um, it's actually one of the earliest memories I have of, of registering a slap bass, like, as a kid, a, as a separate mm-hmm. instrument. Like, rec- like, recognizing that it was played differently. That it was... That not only was it a different instrument from everything else, but that it was played differently. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I hadn't started playing the bass at that point. It was a few years off. Um, yeah, okay. But, mm-hmm. yeah, that's a cool sound. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I like at the beginning where he's kind of like, Are you guys just do the disco thing and then we'll come in. I know. Right. It's, so it's, it's like, funny. Start the disco. The funny thing about a live album, um, you know, from that era of the Mepi Giants when there was, like, not 
25 albums to listen to by then um mm-hmm. like you could admit like the the banter like to to, to memory as much as this music so like mm-hmm. you know i can hear like the oh hal you gotta start the disco thing and we'll figure it out from there like you can you right. memorize the banter as much as the songs for some of the old yeah. songs, oh with, those old with stuff. that i forgot to mention i think yeah at the end of conquest Linnell goes, what does he say? He's like, okay, we can retire yeah. now. Yeah. Well, I think we can retire now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Escape from the Planet of the Apes, this one, uh, it seems that it references the theme to the actual movie, Escape from the Planet of the Apes. Uh, do, do we feel like that's the, that's the case? Are you guys hearing that? I couldn't really hear it, but but maybe maybe I I, I don't know. Um, escape is the third movie. Yeah. So that's they do escape that that part is accurate but that you, movie basically all takes place on on ancient earth uh, or modern day earth um it's cornelia and zira cornelius and zira go back in time having escaped the atomic explosion from the previous movie and go back to 70s new york city new york i think uh i don't know america america and hang out there for a while in a hotel while people are like interviewing them and stuff and they have a baby. They have to then escape because for some reason people want to kill them. Yeah. And then they have to go home, I guess. I think they <laughs> they don't. They I think they well, I don't well, they really get remember. on a rocket ship or, or no, they I oh. think they die, but the baby, the baby lives on. And that's that's who oh, right. is in conquest. It's like in a circus or yeah. something. Yeah. Oh wow. It's all <laughs> cyclical. Mm-hmm. That's actually pretty cool. Oh it here, is cool. You know what? I'm actually kind of going okay, hold on. Got to do a little editing here. So it's not the severe tire damage one that has references to the theme song. It's the that first performance. So I did attach okay. that as an MP3 because that first one is uh, different. The one from October of 97, uh, a couple weeks prior to the severe tire damage one. So I'm going to drop a little bit of that one in there. <laughs> think of that that earlier version 
it was it was interesting how different it was. It was completely different. It wasn't like uh, I didn't see it as like an evolution of the same song. It was just like an idea kind of redone again. Right. But yeah. um, I mean, I you know, I'm partial to the the disco one over the the earlier one. But it's interesting to hear them playing around with it. I love how they uh, it they crash and burn on it and stop. They, yeah, they stop twice, don't they? They they try it. They start yeah. up again and then stop again. And Flans, what does he say? He's kind of like, oh, we'll figure it out later. Yeah, <laughs> and they did. <sighs> so there, it seems that they were kind of trying to reference the theme to that. Yeah, I like how, I like how in the in the recording he's like. We're doing this thing. Doesn't really make sense. We don't know why we're doing it, but we're doing this. <laughs> song is about the apes movies. Yeah, <laughs> that's why. We, yeah, that's why we did it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They really commit to the bit for uh, all the things that they say throughout the banter in these these songs about like why are we doing this? I don't know. But they're like we're in. We we got to go all in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah nutty you know it's uh again something that would have been super fun to see live for sure um, so for, for sure. scoring for scoring i think we're scoring the uh the disco one the severe tire damage one uh what are we given uh escape from the plane of the apes um four from me yeah i think i'm gonna yeah do four I, yeah, I don't four really, sounds about right for me too. I don't mm-hmm. know if any of these are going to get over five, <laughs> um, just because we're comparing it to everything else. Right, right. Well, the next one is the one that uh, TMBG clearly likes the most, the one that they've performed the most. Battle for the Planet of the Apes. This one they have performed live one hundred and eighty-three times. Wow, and. Yes, this is the one with major audience participation. Uh, so I'm going to drop that in right here. So yeah, so the basic uh, gist of it is that uh, Flans splits the audience in half. Half of the audience are people, and half of the audience uh, is apes. And I think at least one of the ones I'm going to play, he does explain that the the Johns 
are representing the apes, so they're on the ape side of things. Oh, okay. And then the rest of the band is representing the people. people. But so you hear everyone chanting, you've got people, people, and then you've got ape, 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 ape at different parts of <laughs> the song. Uh, what, what do we think about Battle for the Planet of the Apes? Well, oh. we, we were lucky enough to see this live. At least once. Nice. Not the album version, obviously, but but later, yeah. Yeah. It, it was great. I mean, it was. Great. I like, like the album version. I like the live version too. It's. I mean, I, I guess it's the live experience is really the way that it's meant to be experienced. Yeah. 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 And they've done a few mm-hmm. things like that. That you know, with clap your hands, they used to split up the audience. I think. And there was another one where they would point at different. Parts of uh, maybe that was clap your hands. They used to do that with Spy sometimes. Oh, Spy. Yeah. But it's yeah, it's mm. it's. it's fun. I think mm-hmm. it's great. I love it. I think it's a really smart idea too. It's like a really good crowd participation. I feel like yeah. And I think at the nine thirty mm-hmm. club, the the lighting people would light up different parts of the. Oh yeah, he had that venue. that spotlight. Remember the really oh, strong spotlight yeah. and split up the crowd. Yeah. Yeah, with like mm-hmm. this laser beam spotlight from the stage. Yeah, very cool. Very very great. Yeah, yeah. You guys were seeing it then when they rebooted it. Yeah, in 2011, mm-hmm. they did it for a few years after that, and we do have a recording of that. I'm going to drop in as well, which definitely is the highest fidelity that we will hear uh, this song. So let me put that in here. These guys here, Danny, Dan, and and, and Danny, Dan, Artie, Danny, they represent the people. They're your representatives on stage, ladies and gentlemen. People on the right. People on the right, we need you to put your right fist in the air and chant this word. People, 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 people. A little bit louder. No, wait, a lot louder. Okay, stop. That was okay. All right, there's only two rules to ape club. That's when the people are chanting the word people, the apes do not chant. When the apes are chanting the word apes, the people do not chant. The one percenters... For the first time in your life, you get nothing. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen, people over here, please put your left fist in the air. You are representing the apes. John and I will be performing your ape music. When we're playing, you chant the words, ape, 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 ape. Louder. More spirit, less feeling. together people come on okay okay i think we have prepared for the next second segment we like to have sound checks because we are professionals ladies and gentlemen and we like to keep it musical which brings us to this next portion of the show the ape portion of the show it starts with the people right fists in the air everybody here we go people
actually have it labeled as apes versus people, uh, but it's it's this song right. said. This one, it's got it's it's got a good groove to it, right? It's really propulsive. Yeah, it's awesome. When you guys saw it, which uh, were you apes or people? We're trying to remember that. I, I, I th- feel like we were apes. I think we were apes because yeah. I think we were in the balcony and. I remember the balcony people and the floor people were separated, and I vaguely, I definitely remember saying apes, but we may have been saying both just because, like, it's fun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember who did, did Flames declare a winner at the end of the song? I don't remember. If he did, we, we probably were on the losing side. <laughs> <laughs> And they also released a version on Team G Unlimited called The Ultimate Battle for the Planet of the Apes, which is really just another kind of slightly different take on uh, this one. So I can drop a little bit of that in here. That one, though, you can't hear the crowd as well, though. So it's it's definitely not the definitive version of the song. 183 times they've done it. Clearly, Team BG's favorite, the one that they thought they nailed down uh, the best. Let me see. What's the most recent time they've played it? So, yeah. So, like I said, 97 was the first. They played it a ton. It looks like they played it maybe every day on a tour in 98. Wow. wow. When did we first see them? Two, 2000... Yeah, one or 2001 2000. or two was was the first time I saw him, but I don't think it was the, at the first show. I don't I don't remember when no. it would have been. But I, I they played it a couple times in 2003, but those were not in your area. Um, and then in 2011, when they brought it back, um, yeah. let's see where might you have seen that? Did you go to Richmond yeah. for it, or it was probably at the 9:30 Club in DC. But we did. I saw a go. show November twenty sixth, two thousand eleven. They played nine thirty club. Was it also a Lincoln themed show? That sounds right. Yeah, you were. I think I missed that show. But Paul did. Oh, Paul Link- went yeah. to it. I remember being yeah, jealous. I, I missed the Lincoln show. Yeah. Yeah. We we basically went to a They Might Be Giants show almost every year for a little while. Yeah, we've seen them almost every time they've been to 930 since 2000 or something. So it was sad not Mm. to see it with Mason. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I'm trying to figure out the one that you would have been at then. Because you you both ended up at one that they played this at at some point. Yeah. I think so. I I could be misremembering. (laughs) 2011 is a long time ago now.
Maybe you were just an ape in a dream you had. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Deep down, I'm an ape. Well, we've been friends since kindergarten, and our brains are kind of connected. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. he may have just yeah. experienced it. The most recent they played is they played it once in 2015. That was in Brooklyn. I've never been a part of it live. I'd love to be. Who knows if they'll ever bring it back. Um, but yeah, this one, I, I think, is the hit of the whole series. So... Sure. Let's score this one. What are we thinking for Battle of the Planet of the Apes? Well, it's interesting. To me, it's like it's a really good, like, they always have incorporated, like, these live stunts or kind of gags or bits, you know, and I think this mm-hmm. is one of the best, lot, you know, gags they ever did. You know, I, I kind of like spin the dial a little bit better, but this one was a cool one. And um, But, like, as a song, it's still, like, is dwarfed by most of their stuff. So I, I got to give it, like, a... Like a four and a half, like maybe a five. If I'm feeling like mm-hmm. you don't really get into the, the the ape stuff, but like I don't know, I gotta give it like a five. I'll say five. I'll give it okay. A four, mm-hmm. I'll give it a four point five. Yeah, because it's you know there's not you know it's not a song so definitively like uh, with like specific sections. You know the verses and choruses and sort of, you know, a building up of the song. Mm-hmm. It's mainly just like that one groove going yeah. and segments where the apes chant and the people chant. Um, it's an awesome song, but I feel like we knowing they might be giants, it's a song they probably could have wrote, wrote in like 10 minutes. They probably did. Because mm-hmm. they're so talented that, that it's they can just come up with this like incredibly fun song to do mm-hmm. in such a short mm-hmm. period of time. And they don't have yeah. they don't have like a ton of like really hard fast rocking type songs, you know. So yeah, as far as like the bass groove for this, it is a pretty unique, unique kind of vibe mm-hmm. in this one. Did you score it yet, Paul? Yeah, four point five. Four point five. Yeah. Okay, I think I'm going to go five on on that one. And so then we go to Beneath the Planet of the Apes, which was performed one time. Only October 21st, 1997. So let me drop that in here. All my friends are beneath the planet of the earth. All my friends are. Now, this one on the wiki, they, uh, I'm not sure who would have submitted this information here, but they, someone compares the melody to this very obscure old TMBG song called Indian Ocean. And Indian Ocean is 
a funny one in that they, t- I mean, they've talked about how they're singing into a fan, like to get that kind of weird sound, and they're using uh, playing cards in bicycle wheels to get percussion <laughs> effects. Uh, so it's it's a wild one. I'm going to drop in a little bit of this here, and let's see if we can hear any uh, similarities in the melody here. So here's Indian Ocean. This is our description of the 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 Indian Ocean. I mean, are we hearing similarities? I'm hearing, I'm hearing a little bit of similarity. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, you go ahead. It's like we Paul was saying earlier, like they're both kind of atonal, you know, more like yeah. sound exploration than you yeah. know, like melody or like an actual song, like right. traditional song structure. And then someone else thinks it it sounds like "Cheek to Cheek" by Irving Berlin, which I'm really not hearing. But I'll drop in a little right. bit of this one. We've got one uh, with. Um, uh, Louis Armstrong and uh, Ella Fitzgerald. So let's listen to that. Heaven, I'm in heaven, and my heart beats so that I can hardly speak, and I seem to find the happiness I seek. When we out together, dancing cheek to cheek, yes, heaven, I'm in heaven, and the kids that hung around me through the week seems to vanish like a gambler's lucky streak. When we out together, dancing cheek to cheek. So yeah, this one, I mean, this is a really famous song. And with a really distinctive melody. And I'm not hearing it at all. Me in, neither. In, no. <laughs> in, in Beneath the Planet of the Apes. Not at all. No, me neither. I mean, I, I was listening to, I'm like, okay, if I listen, maybe later in the song comes up, I'm like, really, I'm like, no, I can't hear it like at all. <laughs> so I don't know. Maybe it's in the harmonics or something. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I did. Yeah. I did think um, that like the there's this the um, the beneath the pen of the ape song has like a really kind of orchestral sounding drum part where like a timpani. Yeah, almost like a timpani kind of a sound, and they kind of reused that approach for the velvet ape. Where it's mm-hmm. kind of like, doo, 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 like kind of this really loud tom, like really low tom, kind of almost like a yeah, like a big bass drum kind of sound. So 
that was interesting that they kind of returned to that and also tied it back to the apes again. So I thought that was notable. There is like a, it feels like that movie feels, which is kind of weird, and and there's like a feeling of dread, kind of. That's true. It felt the most mm. like the film. You know. Yeah, yeah. It it does have kind of a um. Yeah, a movie like quality, but it's still yeah, like it's very atonal. All my friends are like it's just very uh very weird intervals in the jumps in in the part that Flans is doing um very bizarre it reminded and, me yeah. of like the vibe of um disappointing show where it's sort of like mm-hmm. intentionally like this song is kind of falling apart <laughs> Man, these guys blow. Yeah. yeah. That, I mean, I, I still laugh every time at the line, and then the PA oh, fell well, on the, the crowd. crowd. <laughs> Disappointing show. Man, those guys blow. I tried to sing along, then it all went wrong. Then the next song came along. That's when it all went wrong. And the PA fell on the crowd. Then the cops came and took us away. For an extended. <laughs> Just that image there. Oh, man. Oh yeah, beneath Planet of the Apes, you can't walk around because it is Ape Town. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wacky. Uh, what are we scoring this one? Uh, maybe a two from me. Yeah, I give it a two point five. Yeah, I think I'm gonna give it a two point five as well. I think it's one of the uh, also the weaker melodic ones, kind of there with with the with the planet of the apes first one. Uh, and then we've got one that's not titled after a, uh, movie of the series, but this one's this apes for you, which is a reference to a nineties, uh, Budweiser commercial, uh, series. This buds for you. Wow. Uh, so let's listen to a little bit of this apes for you.
This ain't for you He's coming at ya This ape's for you He wants to love you Right, so this is the other one that features uh, a Linnell lead vocal. Thoughts on this Apes for You? This one's actually my favorite, um, and it's a bummer it's so short because it's. Uh, yeah. I see a lot of promise in the in this song. Um, I actually yeah barely cracks a minute. Yeah, it's. I actually came up with some more lyrics for it. Oh, you d- you did? Yeah, I did. Because <laughs> I was listening it, and I was like, "This is too short." Like, yeah, because the only lyrics are "This ape's for you, he's coming at you." Right. This ape's for you, he wants to love you. <laughs> yeah, and then I I came up with this chimp's this chimp is yours. Please don't ignore him. His wrinkly smile, you will adore him. Orangutantalizing <laughs> is his song, and, <laughs> and given time, you'll learn you loved him all along. <laughs> Given time. This apes for you, gorilla glued forever. <laughs> so maybe we'll we'll record that. <laughs> yeah, you should. This one I like the vibe of this one because it's got that kind of loungy uh Minkar feel. Yes. Uh, well, yeah, I was thinking this that, you know for you. It's they always talk about in interviews that Mink Car was one of the only songs they ever wrote like together at the piano. So mm-hmm. I I bet that this was like a chord you know structure chord kind of progression that they've been messing around with for a while and this might be one of the this is a proto mink car basically i think yeah yeah definitely there is a uh quote from linnell strange advice was the name of what wherever this uh interview was uh from august 98 and uh Linnell said, quote, we managed to do a whole long list. Not only did we do the ones after the movie titles, but we had a couple. Uh, we did a love theme and a song called This Apes for You. <laughs> but I don't know what the point of all that was. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like I was mentioning before. Yeah. It, just, it was a lark that uh, they put more effort into than probably they, they thought they would. <laughs> well, I love that kind of stuff. I, f- I find that to be really inspiring. You know, I think that's one of the things I love about the Mappy Giants is kind of pursuing these like crazy ideas. You know, we that's what we try yeah. to do as well. It's like if we have a crazy idea, <laughs> pieces of the ceiling are falling down, okay. hitting Paul. But um, yeah, I th- I th- I love this song. I mean, I love the I love the concept, and I love that they <clears throat> they they chased it down to the bitter end. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This apes for you is is very jazzy in its chord progression every chord is either a seventh or a ninth chord mm. there's no just like standard major chords in this one it's all very uh yeah i got that kind of i don't even know how to describe it that um unresolving kind of feel where like you're not sure which yeah. chord's gonna come next mm-hmm. uh just because the seventh are all leading to these different places and it just has a a, a cool you know unique kind of feel to it yeah you can almost picture you know linnell doing like you know going out into the crowd with the mic this yeah. apes yeah. for you yeah how you doing 
<laughs> I love the guitar part too. Like I love the when it's like just so loud. You know, it doesn't feel really like appropriate, loud. but it like it, yeah. it just works. I don't know. To me, it just works. Yeah. <laughs> Mason pointed out earlier that the end of the song. Oh, you go ahead and. Oh, I mean, they also they go right into like the intro for um, "Dig My Grave" at at the end of it. Oh right, yeah, they're mm-hmm. they're going right into it. Yeah, yeah. And it's a good. It flows pretty well. Yeah, I'm bringing up the set list here. It'd be weird if they didn't. Yeah, so they did this "Apes for You" between "Don't Let's Start" and "Dig My Grave." Nice, nice. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh man, it's a weird set list. Yeah. This is a pretty killer set list, though. Yeah. Tons of John Henry and Factory Showroom stuff, of nice. course, on this set list. Man, this apes for you. Why not? <laughs> Why not? Throw it right in there between two hits. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, so scores on uh, this apes for you. I'm going to give it a five. Yeah, I'll go for five, too. I like five. Okay, cool. Um, let's see. Yeah, so the... Highest I gave was Battle for Planet Apes. Conquest, I gave it 4.5. I think, um, mm, I think I like it a little bit more than Conquest. I'll go 5 on this one as well. And now we've got a, a bonus track. And this is Battle for the Planets of They Might Be Giants, which uh, was only released on team g unlimited the may edition of team g unlimited and uh the quote from unlimited says from a bootleg recording of the new year's eve show in 1998 at tramps in new york city we find the johns the dans and jim o'connor battling it out for musical supremacy while jim o'connor is apparently the only man standing by the end it appears that the only that only the audience is the clear winner in this (laughs) ugly and brutal contest so let me play that right here So yeah, for this one, the uh, so it's kind of referencing you know Battle for the Planet of the Apes because you've got the crowd chanting right. you know and like one of the Johns are going John 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 and then Jim 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 for the trumpet player. Uh, yeah, but it's just a little. It's two minutes long. I'm just kind of like them taking solos. Uh, right. What are what are your thoughts on this? I mean, yeah. I love a solo. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's. I think that the I like the other version better, but it's 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 interesting to hear them playing with it. You know, trying different yeah. versions of a song. You know, 
Apparently, this track was titled by a fan. <laughs> uh, there was a concert bootleg that this person gave to John Flansburg, and they had written this as the title for this song, which I guess they maybe just had as untitled, you know, in the set list when they did it. Wow. Um, but yeah, so a fan named it. I mean, it definitely makes sense with the chanting and stuff like yeah. that. You know, it doesn't have like that, you know, the groove and the bass line and all that is not there. It's kind of its own thing. But the uh, the chanting, the rooting for, you know, a certain party to win is is the uh, similarity drawn. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> I think it's better than the movie, ba- Battle for yeah, the Yeah, Battle is the worst of the movies for sure. <laughs> And uh, this one I actually did do twice. I don't know who won the first one. If it was also Jim O'Connor, he declares the, the winner at the end. They did it uh, yeah, d- in 98. They did December 30th and December 31st. So this one was experienced at a New Year's Eve show. Yeah. That would be fun to see. <laughs> yeah, it'd be really fun. Have they done any other like kind of... I feel like we've seen some show where they did... It was a trumpet versus a trombone or... Ah oh, man, was uh, it Spy? I don't know. I don't remember. Hmm. There was definitely one song where they had where it was like a trumpet versus another instrument, maybe another trumpet. Yeah, I I, I don't know. <laughs> I believe it. <laughs> so for this show, this one went uh, right after Shoehorn with Teeth, and before the song "Somebody Took My Eyeball." Have you guys heard this? I song? have heard that. Yeah, that's a, that's an <laughs> Anna Ing intro, right? Yeah, they, yeah, they 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 go into that um, right after it. Yeah, it's it's just a weird thing. Again, only released on Unlimited. Um, That's a if deep you're listening cut. to the May Unlimited. Yeah, it comes right after Battle for the Planet of the Might Be Giants. <laughs> a very odd one, uh, 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 and you know, and for the Might Be Giants, that's saying something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're like, man, this song is really weird. It, you know. The the bar set for for weirdness for them <laughs> is definitely uh, different from most other bands. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What do we score? Battle for the Planet of They Might Be Giants. Mm. I'm gonna go second. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'll probably give it a two. You know, it's it's not as it's nowhere near as good as the other the the, the official right. battle of for uh, the mm-hmm. Planet of the Apes. I'll give it a three. <laughs> yeah, it's just a fun little, you know, mess around yeah. that they do. Uh, I'm going to go in between, you know, give it a 2.5 there. Um, and that brings us to the end of our song series. Now, when I was trying to search for covers, it was definitely a weird one to search for because there's a whole bunch of them. Right. But even just searching, like, they might be giants, apes cover or whatever i wasn't finding anything but just this morning i wake up to a message in my facebook uh covers crew thread on the people that help me out when i'm lacking in covers and joel shaughnessy comes in at the last second and covers the whole thing um in a (laughs) kind of you know mini bits of each song as a medley all connected together so I'm going to play that in full for y'all to experience right here. In a world of simians waiting for our thumbs In the planet of the apes this song is sung We're waiting for our thumbs I said 
Joel, he said this one was kind of almost like live uh, in in a way. Let me see exactly what he said here. Uh, and everyone, <laughs> everyone else in the thread is like, man, the, the, your versions are better than the actual <laughs> versions. Yeah. Um, yeah. And let's see. So he did... He kind of like came up with like a couple measures... Uh, of like a groove for each song and just right. loop them. And then, yeah, he says, okay, so I listened to each track again. I recreated a measure or two of music for each and then played the music looping each measure until the time to go into the next song uh, into my iPad while adjusting mix and tempo and playing some live keyboards all while singing live. So cool. it was all recorded live performance. Just the instruments are from uh, my iPad. Wow. That's cool. That's impressive. Yeah. Like that. Right. I mean, how many songs is that? That seven or something? Six? Yeah, yeah. And he yeah, just I kept think going. He, think with he does it. all seven. No, yeah. I, I think that's really cool. Yeah, I, yeah, I love how all the synths. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. I was gonna say I loved how he made it into like a medley. I thought that was that was really cool. Rather than doing it mm-hmm. as like se- separate songs, making it all kind of like one song that's they segue that, into each other. It was yeah. really smart. Mm-hmm. And plus, he mm-hmm. he kind of did some fun. Some of them are like really clever you know, segues between songs. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And some of them are more like the originals than others. Yeah. Some of them are like totally different other than the, uh, uh, you know, the lyrics. Right. Um, and there, yeah, there's, <laughs> there's some funny little bits like, um, he'll throw in like, 
in conquest like so let's come up with some other kinds of quests yeah like he'll just put in like almost like a little commentary into it um and i like there's like these little it's almost like you're hearing voices in this song because you'll get these little like kind of echoes of like chipmunked vocals or like slowed down yeah it's like vocals it's like a feedback of his vocals yeah which is really cool yeah we were saying it seems like it might be one take or something so it's it's cool it's it it makes sense that he did it live. When you hear that, it's like, okay, well, that, that makes some more sense. Yeah, I can see how this came together. Now, since you mentioned the garage band thing, I could definitely visualize like four tracks or, or five tracks uh, with vocals and then instruments and, and uh, you know, percussion or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's yeah. Really, that's really pretty cool, pretty impressive that he just like sat down and did it. It's kind of ambitious. Agreed. Yeah. And I think, you know, especially for ones like Planet of the Apes and, you know, Beneath the Planet of the Apes, I, you know, definitely would say I prefer these versions on here. They're kind of more put together. I mean, granted, he wasn't going like full jazz and, you know, and he had the advantage of not having to really improvise because it's a cover. Um, But I mean, he made them his own yeah so mm-hmm. in, a, in a way it's like yeah his own songs almost in a way yeah that was great and he could always go re-record you know his favorites of those and and expand them out and put more instruments and stuff and just have right. whole new versions mm-hmm. that'd be cool yeah thanks joel coming through in the clutch to give us the only cover that we have for this episode and it's a beast thanks joel yeah mm-hmm so uh, we've already scored everything. I mean, overall, it's just one that most of them, it's like you kind of had to be there kind of moments. Yeah. They right? would have been cool can, live. Yeah. And the band was having fun with it. And that is something, you know, when you see them live and you see them doing one of their goofy things, like it's like one of those infectious kind of smiling moments where it's just like, I can't believe they're doing something so ridiculous. Yeah. 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 It must be part of the, part of the inspiration for it is just to pick something so crazy that like you, you, if you pick, if you, I mean, we know pretty well and that's a strategy we employ sometimes is if we get stuck on songwriting, we try to do something really dumb because (laughs) like there's just no pressure, you know, you you can just, you can feel free. Like there's no way to make a Planet of the Apes song any worse you know so yeah, you can just go in there with no there's no you're not going to no change pressure. the world with a planet of the apes song so it, it's okay if it's not perfect or it's not like yeah. the best song you've ever written yeah mm-hmm. we have a song right. that we wrote in high school called that you wrote called i'm a goat which yeah it, the only <laughs> lyrics are i am a goat and it it's still like one of my favorite songs we've ever done it means almost nothing <laughs> but nice that's great. Yeah, definitely. So I did some goofy stuff in high school, too, I would say. We did a remix of one of our own songs where we each recorded ourselves peeing in, <laughs> oh, into the toilet. We recorded that and just put that over the whole song. Like, why did we do that? Probably, you know, too much caffeine or something. The pee mix. That's very yeah. punk. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, it's a remix. The pee mix. Yeah. Remix plug section we've we've let the people hear some cat scan so catscan.bandcamp.com would be a good place to go uh where else would you like to direct the folks yeah to? well we also have like if you 
can't remember that. We also have thecatscanwebsite.com is a good, easy to remember if you're trying to remember what's the website yeah, for the CatScan. So website's in the URL? Yeah. yeah the CatScan cat website. website. Uh-huh. Yeah. Very nice. And if you Very. are searching for us where you are, CatScan, and there's an exclamation point at the end. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we're on uh, Instagram. How about, as, how about the socials? Yeah. We're CatScan Boys on Instagram. Facebook, we're CatScan with an exclamation point. We just started doing a TikTok. I think it's CatScan Boys as well. Uh, oh, boy. Anything else? I mean, just to know that w- all our music's online for free. You know, if you want to go to Bandcamp and not have to uh, give Spotify you know, money from mm-hmm. ads and stuff. That's a good uh, thing. But we're also on Spotify. No, no shame. Yeah, um, um, we're on YouTube, and um, we have a new Apple. song out at the last Friday of every month. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And our next song, uh, are we do? Wait, no. What's the next one? Well, I don't know when this is coming out. <laughs> yeah. Well, we are. The, what we were actually. Yeah, it'll be out in a week. So there will be a new, a new one that. Have, come out like two days from this recording yeah right, then? It's, it's called your shallow grave yeah Ooh. and we were working on a a recording right before we got on with you and it's um it's uh, they might be they might be giant related it's i might be giant too you know that song okay yeah yeah mm-hmm. well we're recording nice. a cover of that song and it should be out tight we'd like to t- to release it around the time that this comes out uh, hopefully. Okay. Cool. So, could I plan on dropping it in here then? Uh, I hopefully it we can get it done today. We're gonna try and finish okay. recording it yeah. today, or at least close to today. So. In the days to come, see the ruins rise. While the giants sleep in the ruined skies Will the giants come down to earth? And somewhere under the sun We will find the days to come You already kiss a broken sky They might be giants This world might go too far I should be saving the tears I need an ocean Somewhere under the sun Now it doesn't seem so far I'm further from your heart They might be giants This world might go too far I should be saving the tears I need an ocean to get to you I might be giants too I left the light on I turned the screws I changed the channel now, I can't find you I paint by numbers, I catch disease I wanna be bigger now, so I can be free Whoa. I know, I know, they might be giants I know, 
beside the grave Bones laid with silence Lost in their place You search I close my eyes And hearts beat out of the earth Every echo ends a tear You carry summer's last rose in your heart They might be giants This world might go You guys want to plug your own uh, social media or anything like that? Uh, no, <laughs> not really. I no? think if you want to follow, if you want to no, yeah. follow us, follow CatScan. And if you're in a band and, you know, we help people book shows sometimes in DC, we know a lot of um, local musicians. So if you're, you know, trying to play shows in DC, you can definitely DM us um, and we can re- refer you to people and. There's a lot of mm-hmm. cool musicians in, in our area. Um, yeah. All right. So, yeah, musicians, take take note, those of you uh, touring folks. Cool. So, people can find This Might Be a Podcast at thismightbeapodcast.com. Uh, and uh, we've got Bandcamp as well with tons of covers that me and other people have done. And uh, This Might Be a Pod on Twitter. This Might Be a Podcast with underscores at uh, Instagram. And send some feedback. What are your favorite ape songs? Uh, you can email this might be a pod at Gmail or leave me a voicemail at 224-801-2930. If you'd like to support the show, uh, patreon.com slash this might be a podcast would be a good place to do it. So Mason, Paul, Catscan, two thirds of Catscan, thanks for being on, guys. Thanks, Thanks for, for having, having us. us. It's fun to talk about uh, the Mepi Giants, you know. Yeah, I know. We could talk yeah. about it all day. And Planet of the Apes. Yeah. It was an ambitious uh, <laughs> chunk of songs to take on. So uh, good on you for being, you know, the true Team BG heads and, and, and taking on some of the weirdest stuff. Weirds are back. Uh, uh, and eight songs in one episode. So, you know, props. Yeah. Thank you. Help, the human's about to escape. Get your paws off me, you dirty ape! (gasps) He can talk. He can talk, 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 he can talk! talk. I can sing! Ooh, help me, Dr. Zayas! Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas! Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas! Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas! Oh, Dr. Zayas! Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas. What's wrong with me? I think you're crazy. Want a second opinion? You're also lazy. Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas. Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas. Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas. Oh, Dr. Zayas. Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas. Can I play the piano anymore? Of course you can. Well, I couldn't before. This play has everything. Oh, I love legitimate theater.